Welcome. To That Comic Smell Podcast. David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka, and Tom Stewart. I'm afraid I'm coming empty handed. That's alright, I just picked up In a rush, I wanted to get a couple of things, but. But yeah, I was going to bring the swim thing. Well, you'll see that that was a popular choice then. That was awesome. So at least I'm happy that it's there. Yeah. And I don't own any Walking Dead comics, but that should oh, be one course, yeah. mention, obviously. I've got a compendium on the tablet. That's why I brought the tablet, because a lot of the, a lot of the stuff I've got yeah, yeah. is stuff on the tablet. I couldn't get hard copies of them. It's all been stuff that I've hugged out of the library and then ended up getting off of various different cool. I was really lucky with the, the Swamp Thing books, Alan Moore. At one of the cons, I was, you know, I'm always digging under the tables and the 50p <laughs> boxes. So I was going through there 50p, and I was just like, there it was, like this comic, this comic, and then and then again, and it was like volume one. And I was like, what? Oh. And I said to the guy, this is in your 50p box. And he went, oh, is it? Oh, he says, oh, all right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what? You couldn't be bothered to see this. What? Suspense. DC comic. Uh, you know, pr- prior to this, I knew Swamp Thing. He was in like DC Comics Presents. It was like Superman and Swamp Thing and stuff like that. And so when I was on holiday, I was buying comics, you know, because there was more available. And I went, oh, there's Swamp Thing. Yeah, get that. I, I, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Swamp Thing at the time. Alan Moore, 
Stephen Bassett, John Bottleman. So it was really good. One of those things that blows your mind, you know. What was each of that then? 12 or something? This was the one with the bear dogs and everything like that. And it's kind of, it's been, it's fairly strongly going on about nice oh, yeah. mm. oh, yeah. oh, that's that one, yeah. Yeah, and so and it was like, whoa, this is, you know, you knew it was good, you knew it was different. Yeah, because the last one, uh, the last one thing I read before this, it was Superman and Swamp Thing versus Solomon Grundy. And they were fighting in the streets and stuff, you know. That comic is smell. <laughs> that comic smell. He's there. That. Yeah. So that was He's there. that was my first and that werewolf was so That's scarily done coming out yeah. through the mouth and everything. Stephen is it. Very nice. That art is just fantastic. <sighs> so good. <laughs> you know what was great as well, getting it, and it was almost like a surprise. It was another it was just another DC comic mm -hmm. and you were reading it going, what's this? Mm. You know, and then you would read something else and you'd be, what's this? Even like the, the Superman, the last Superman story thing, even that was just like yeah. the latest action or whatever. Although they, they bummed it up a bit. But... In a way, I kind of missed that, you know. I love that thing's coming up right through the... Oh yeah. Through the green. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the way you could just travel around yeah. the, As you were saying, another DC comic, but at that time something wasn't that popular. That's right, yeah. It wasn't yeah. that well known, and suddenly, you know, mm -hmm. talented people come to it, they are letting them do their mm -hmm. thing, you know, just yeah. go ahead and... because, well, we don't care about it, and suddenly they create an absolute classic. And in the 80s, it happened many times. Yeah. It happened to Frank Miller when he was given... Your devil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think it was uh, Roger McKenzie was the writer at that time, and then he came and this this they did some work together, and in the end it was all given to Frank Miller, and mm -hmm. it's another classic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute classic. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, when the editorials, as long as they have the right people doing it, mm -hmm. let them do the work to the artists and the writers. Fantastic things can happen, mm -hmm. and that is what's amazing. I just, oh, it's just fantastic. You read some small thing to someone, and they can't believe somebody who's who's never delved into comics before, and they just can't believe that some of the. Uh, it's all, almost like sophisticated literature. They're sitting reading it, like hearing it from you, going, it's like poetry every time. Yeah. But that happens with Alan Moore. He's, he's mm. really good. Oh, yeah. With his, the use of the language, uh, English language, and, uh, and the storyteller as well. It's a fantastic storyteller. Yeah. And he challenges and has been challenging the medium of the comic from the very beginning, or well, at least certainly from the very first comics and fanzines that I've seen made by him. He always tried to push boundaries and trying to see how far I can go with this and mm -hmm. I could do this or why not I can not try to do this. And he just and he's taken in that way. And yeah, he says, you know, he's been announcing he's retiring, he's not gonna do any more comics for the past I don't know how many years, but there's always another one, you know. They always report it that way, yeah. Yeah, they always report it that way. Yeah, he's doing a gentleman, isn't he? He's doing yeah, and he says that that's it, and after that, yeah, that's it. Crazy. 
Well, that's what he's saying. So it's gonna be true or not? I don't know. But what I like with the the actual issues is the con. You get the context, you know. It's not like now when you get it and it's like vertigo and it's like wow and here it is a big hardcover book blah blah this one you get and you're reading it and it's like you've, you've got this amazing stuff and you turn the page and it's like adverts for M&M's and stuff and <laughs> it's good it really shows you the context and, yeah. and I, I always think of um, the, the context of the times Jim Shooter's quote and it was uh, Frank Miller saying Jim Shooter said um, he was talking about I'm going to do this and that blah blah and he, and he was like, okay, you're, but he was saying, yeah, but your competition is the bubble gum. That was the, that was it. That's what you're up against. The yeah. kids got the money, are they going to buy this Daredevil comic or that bubble gum? And that bubble gum looks bloody good, you know? That was the context that these, that Alan Muir and all these guys were working in. There yeah. was no need for them to be making them this good, you yeah. know? And, but, I mean, like, times have changed now, of course. No, no, you're right, but that's that's and certainly in Spain, when I was growing as well, all the news agents, they had tons and tons of comics yeah, to choose yeah, from. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You would go to news agents, and you could go every day and buy a different comic. Mm -hmm. And your adventure, and that was the difficult thing, is there were no comic book shops, mm -hmm. or you heard about them, but they were like in the big, big cities. Yeah, yeah, that's You right. had to go yeah. to Madrid yeah. or Barcelona in Spain. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, if you were living in a small village, or you know, town, or... When in an island like myself, well, you have no chance. Mm -hmm. So your only opportunity was in the news agents. And you would go to all the yeah. news agents of your town. That's right, yeah. And I would go with a school friend that I like coming as well. We used to go on Fridays. Yeah. And we used to go after school, off we go. All the news agents would have all our money. Oh, I can buy this. Yeah. Oh, you can buy that. And so we used to buy a few titles each and then we'll exchange and read. Yeah. And, and that was the adventure. Mm -hmm. There were no video games. Well, there were some video games, but... Mm -hmm. Nothing compared to nowadays. There was no, no internet. No. There was many things that nowadays are filling up the time um, and the spare time of many people and take it as a hobby. At that time, the comics. Well, you had that. The comics. Yeah. They were popular and everyone read them. Mm -hmm. And it was something that you could consume and ready available. Yeah. But yeah, as you're saying, there was no need at that time to make something so sophisticated, mm. so good, so well thought as this. Mm -hmm. Whereas beside, you could find, I don't know, I don't want to insult any title or artist <laughs> yeah. of that time. Just, just most of the titles are on the, now on sale. Yes, exactly. Compared to, I mean, you'll have something by Alan Moore, you know, this is Tantoto then, and then you'll have all the millions of oh, titles. Who, who was it that was advertised at the back? Batman and... Uh, and the, yeah. yeah, inside. The very, very end, there's an advertisement for Batman yeah, and the... Was it Batman and the Outsiders, was that? Yes. But even then, like... The Outsiders, yeah. 
Who's speaking about the outsiders? Mate. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I do like the Batman and the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, that's the thing. I consider Batman and the it's not a classic. Like, there's something. It's two different things. It's like going to the movies, you go to a, a very entertaining, just to have a laugh movie or you'll go to something serious that you really want to enjoy yeah. the story they want they want you to move you and want you to have more of it yeah it depends on the mood i call them popcorn comics because you know ah, that's fine you know super yeah, heroes, so oh, that's fine really well done good and then you have something well you know it's you need to have comics that um it's the difference between Reading something and just kind of looking at it, and something like this where you actually absorb yeah everything. But also in my particular case, for example, I like to have comics that they'll tune with my mood or what I'm after at that moment. There'll be times that I just want to read superheroes, no brainer. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I just want to enjoy the fight. (laughs) Yeah, good. That's fine. Nice pictures. Yeah, well done. Move on. Hulk smash. <laughs> Amazing. Good job. You know, it has yeah. its moment. It has its, its place. Or sometimes I want to read some science fiction. Or some Star Wars. Or sometimes I just want to go and read The Wicked. And The Divine. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, just... There is a moment for each comic. Mm-hmm. From my point of view. So I always say, Probably. read more comics. Yeah. I always say that to Dave, and the only person alive who I ever said that. That's right. Like, That's read so more comics. Yeah. You need to read more comics. Yeah. And Dave went like that, and you were not sure whether to punch me in the face. <laughs> or you go, wait a second, there might be something in there. He says, they might be right. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew what you were saying, but just. Yeah. You said that the last time, and yeah. I took your advice on that, that this month, especially. Cool. Yeah. We'll get to that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. So Excellent. no Giuseppe this time. No, no Giuseppe this time. Yeah, it's something come up. I was converting. We were converting the garage. So now it's a new room. Oh, really? Go wall to wall library. Got all the graphic novels and comics. Oh, that sounds good. You took a photo of it. No, I haven't taken. I'm gonna do a video because I'm gonna send that oh, video to my mum and dad because nice. oh, I want to see it. I said, well, I'll do a video once it's all done and all decorated and we'll have all the furniture. So it's nearly that there. Good. Wow. Last weekend. With all the graphic novels, all the comics. Sweet. The kids have their bean bags and everything. Mm-hmm. And the kids have called the, the room The Cave. The Cave. That's what the kids call it. <laughs> the Cave. So that's, that's the it. Cave. So now when they go and they say, Mom, we're going to the cave. That's it. And that's where they go. The Cave. Yeah, I converted the garage. Oh. So it's, it's not a man cave, it's not the bad cave, it's just the, the cave. cave. Mm-hmm. Nice. I say wall to wall bookcases with graphic novels and comics. All my wow. collections are there. Good. So everything is there. Apart from the floppies that we have in boxes, but that's upstairs. But everything else is all there. It's, it's a joy. I can that. sit there. I have, if I had a bad day at work, I'd just sit there for a few minutes and I'd just look at there. Yeah. Go for some of them. Grab some papers out there. Beautiful. It's been nice. It's a good feeling. Eh? It's, a, it's a great feeling. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Yeah, she's very, very tough. I've caught myself just sitting looking at the shelves. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I'm not even reading anything, I'm just looking, going, oh yeah, on that shelf, there's that, there's that. And yeah. you sit and go, oh great. Stuff. It's all memories, isn't it, as well? <laughs> yeah, it is, it's good. Oh god. <laughs> we have a bad 
all fun. They bought me a sign called the Man Cave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I said, no, I'm not going to put in the new wall and the, wall, the door. And then, what shall we call it? And so we call it the Bad Cave. And it's no, no, like it's, no, we we'll just call it the Cave. So, well, that's it. The Cave. Sorry. So it's the kids and me. My wife is very happy in the living room now, on her own. <laughs> her own living room, also for herself. <laughs> we are in the cave. <laughs> yep. That's Fantastic. it. Yeah. So work our way through them, digging through the horror section. Yeah. I mentioned this one in passing the last time. I remember we were speaking about Corbin. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mr. Corbin. Corbin, and I was thinking, I'm sure he did Death Rattle, and he did the cover right enough. And inside here, there's Charles Burns. Mm. And I think this is the first Charles Burns I read, and you know, it's disgusting. <sighs> this kind of insect person, you know? Charles Burns. He, he, yeah, he has the knack. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's, he's such disturbing imagery, no, but it's just. Oh, there is something in it. I don't know what it is, I don't know how to explain to it, but yeah. it's just... Ill Bread, a horror romance by Charles Burns. And, you know, yeah, wow. To see it is to be appalled. But the power in it, he's still got that slight tin vibe going on. It's probably been collected in something. Yeah, I'm sure I've read that. Is that a way he has, like, an insect? Yeah, he ends up being... He puts it inside. Uh, yeah, and, and it's the eggs. And yeah, and she turns into mm -hmm. it or something. Yeah. But this was the first I ever heard of Charles Burns, actually. Mm. There was that good film that came out, Comic Book Confidential, in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. Remember that one? And it was that, then to be loads of people. Yeah. And Charles Burns was on that. So that gave you a great grinding and loads of people you hadn't heard of at the time. Mm -hmm. But this sneaked through. Before I saw that film. This is from 85, 1985. Mm. Death Rattle, Volume 2, Number 1. And the Corbin cover. That's worth a wee look. And then I brought the black hole, of course. The Charles Burns. Oh, amazing. I've got it on here as well. Because um, that was a, a trip and a half. <laughs> you could certainly <laughs> say that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where I saw this. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what it was. Good to see it. I'll tell you what it was. It's it's been made into an animation. Alright. Um oh. that was where I saw it, yeah. It's there's a film that's like an anthology film and it's loads of different um cartoonists and comic artists and everything have these small animations and it makes up to this kind of very unsettling um, kind of horror anthology film. It's all in black and white as well. Um, I can't remember what it was called now. It was on Netflix for a wee while and I kind of watched it and I remember seeing this one and as I was sitting watching it I'm seeing all the just the way all the hairs done and everything in the face and I'm going I'm sure that's Charles Burns the whole yeah. time as I was going through it. It's the it's same story. It's the, style, yeah. it's the exact same story and I mm. remember at the time being it's even more it's very unnerving as it is like that, but it's very unnerving watching. When I read Black Hole in, mm. by Burns, so that was the... I found it that as I was reading, 
I did want to stop reading, but at the same time, I couldn't stop reading. Yeah, yeah. It grabbed you. Yes. And, yeah. and I just felt like that. And there was something in the story, the way it's told. He has the knack for that. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to put in words. But it's the, it's the, the way of you don't want to look at it, but you cannot stop looking at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it just grabs you from the beginning and to the very end. Mm -hmm. And then you close the book and you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but at the same time, very strange. Mm -hmm. I feel, I don't know. <laughs> and you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I felt, certainly. Yeah, I definitely feel uncomfortable when I reading a lot of this stuff. But I appreciated the way that it's doing and, and how it works. and Because mm -hmm. it's not just how well done the technique and the ink and the drawing is done is the whole composition of the story how the, the tale is told mm -hmm. how the imagery is there yep. constantly from the very beginning from the credits you see this cut and it's all there and it's just building up there's something animalistic something intrinsically natural i don't know there is something that it just you shouldn't, you shouldn't accept it, but you, yeah. you can't stop looking at it and keep going <laughs> and reading it. So yeah, it's, I mm. say yeah, well done for that. And it's, it's so good. It is very, very good, yeah. Did you read any more of that, that one you've got there, the, the X tab or cross tab, however you say it? Because yes. I, I bought the first one, but I never read the other two yet. I, I read, read the first one. I read all three this month. Ah, yeah. That was one of them I went to. Was it? Was it good as a... I really enjoyed it. Now, it was... I found it quite hard. I had to go back and read... Mm. Um, I think, was it Hive? It was either Hive or Sugar Skull, one of the two. Mm -hmm. Again. And I realised that I'd actually read them out of oh, order. Right. order. Okay. So I'd read Sugar Skull first when I should have read that last. And mm. I, I read them all out of order. But... It still made sense. It was really strange. It still mm. kind of made sense. So the story still reads mm. the same, even if you read them all out of order, because they kind of cover each other on each one anyway. So they just, yeah, mm. it's yeah, it's very hard to figure out what's going on though until they kind of there's like a recap page in one of them. Mm -hmm. They kind of says like this is what I'm from start to finish, oh, okay. but they do it in such a way that it's not. It's not just explaining it mm. from start to finish. It kind of jumps about yeah. it as well and shows you just different imagery and whatnot. But it's like you say, you just can't stop. Yeah. And you start off and you kind of go, I think I know what's going on, but you just keep going anyway. It doesn't matter if you understand it or not. You just keep reading. He's just, yeah. he's fantastic. I just love it. I just love his, his, uh, his style as well. It's, it's got so kind of, Again, that coming of age story kind of feel. Yeah. So you're kind of relating to it almost. It's him and then also you're going, this is, I mean, there's definitely things not right going on in the story. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure I want to know what's causing it. <laughs> you know. But you do, yeah. Okay, I get that feeling with um, yeah. what's, mm. his, what's his face, uh, Daniel Klaus. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I get that with him as well. Even though he's not as, as disturbed, but some of his no. uh, content. <laughs> yeah, that's no, trippy, yeah. Oh, it's creepy. very, 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 very 
realistic in places. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, like what's this one? Dan Dan Boring or David Boring? David yeah, Boring. What's it? David Boring. Uh, yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. pretty out there sometimes. But two people really create a mood, don't they? And yeah. A world. Uh, that's what they manage to do. Yep. There's there's more to it than just what's there. Yep. On the page, you, you feel the the claustrophobia. Yep. Yep. The world. The uncomfortable. You're feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 That was the thing about those that sugar skull and hive and. Mm. I read that as Z'd out. I don't know if it do is you? if it's X well, or whatever, okay. but I read I read it as Z'd out. I don't know. I don't know why. why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if I've maybe heard that from somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, I guess I just thought X out and then thought, oh, it's probably maybe. You're probably crossed. right because it makes more sense, but. Crossed out. Crossed out. X out. Yeah, yeah, we need to get reason. someone talking about it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm. we just leave it like that and everyone can yeah, imagine. imagine all of them. We missed it. Yeah. Maybe okay. there's not a Maybe we just. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just track down Charles Burns and be like, yeah. Charles Burns! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the name of that book? Come on! Mm. <laughs> Alright, um, well, we'll go on to my next yes. selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of went on a. Basil Wolverton. Crazy. Well, I'm saying crazy. But the, the art is so. Oh, I just wow. love it. The Brain Bats of Venus. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. This is classic stuff. That, that I love it. Huh? That's controlling amazing. controlling the humans there by sitting on his head, you know? Great. Basil Wilverton. He's definitely one that I just love the style of how he's drawn it. And then as a bonus, you know, a lot of the stories are just well literally batshit crazy. <laughs> 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 And the guy's a legend, you know? Mm. And he's got a couple of different modes of working as well. Some of them are more serious, I think, and then others are more fantastic. So there's a bit of variety going on there. And th- yeah, there's a lot of sci-fi elements. It's like horror sci-fi, rather than just horror. Look at these characters as well, that alien guy. And he's writing it as well, you know, so it's all the crazy dialogue. This is really good. I just think it's great. And this was another thing that I picked up in, at Thought Bubble. You know, digging around in the boxes. What oh, oh, happened to that guy at the end? Oh, is he in like a... Well, this guy here. Is yeah. he in like a clamp machine? Has he been captured or something? Or? Well, there we go. You'll never see Mars. There were no prisoners to send back, so the oxygenators were cut off. You'll suffocate. Goodbye, Trask. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And then there we go. That was only a few hours ago. And no one... Oh, look. No, no. I'll shoot myself first, he says defiantly. But then at the end, he says, I'm too weak to use my gun. <laughs> Things turning black. This is my death trap. My flying coffin. The end for me. <gasps> <laughs> the end. <laughs> so again, I didn't read this as a kid, you know, but it would affect you if you were a kid. Well, you, yeah. It affects you when you're mad. See the way it's all laid out? It's like yeah. the old um, 
It kind of looks like the old Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, the old DC stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except he's I think his lettering's more natural than that. Yeah, yeah. It is the very similar style. The the narrations at the top in that look. Yeah, loads of dialogue. They all look very similar to that. That robot speaking. My name is Peter. Pete Warren. I was born and raised out there on that planet Earth. That was more than a century ago. How could that be? He's a robot. Oh my god. Yeah. So I don't know. What, what do you make of his art when first looking? Well, I don't know if you've seen his art before, but. No, I don't think he's that. Fazzle Wilverton. I like the look of that. Yeah, like yeah. I say, it's very Tales from the Crypt esque. I always think this stuff, these old guys, they, they do the really mad stuff. Mm -hmm. Like imaginative and creepy, you know. I've seen this character though. Yeah, he, th what is this, Mr. Is that Mr. Monster? Mr. Yeah, Mr. Monster's weird. It's like a reprint comic and they've got Mr. Monster being the host. Is that not maybe they've got more of an imagination because they've had less creative input? Uh, they've not had like no. millions upon millions of internet photos or yeah, videos yeah. or anything yeah. flying at them or countless TV shows about loads of shit. There's definitely a way to do it now, you know. Yeah. It's like to be weird, do this kind of thing. One, yeah. two, or three. Mm -hmm. you know? Whereas if you read those old <coughs> Chuck called Plastic Mans and stuff like that, they are really strange. Yeah. That guy. The, the guy that got killed, but he, he was still aware. I remember that was in one of the plastic man. So the bad guy got killed and buried, but he was lying there like, thinking that I can't believe this, you know. And then it was like decades later, and he's lying there, oh, this has just got to, you know. He just was never dying. <laughs> and you're like, that is weirder than anything. That, that one panel has just oh blown the entirety of Vertigo <clears throat> comics for the past 10 years of the water, you know. So that was good stuff, but then Jack Cole's very imaginative uh, person. Plastic Man, the old Plastic Man. Plastic Man. Plastic Man's great. Yeah. It's so good. So, so good. 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 So the comics in the 90s The Man Who Was Death so these are, and it's got that type you had mentioned yeah. yeah. <clears throat> never liked that you know coming to it years later it was like I liked the art and everything but that was too different from what I was used to you know by the, the time, time it, yeah. it was all hand lettering when I was coming up Corpse Nobody Knew yeah I kind of look at old Wonder Woman's like that as well because they've got that as well, just a big tight face at the top. Yeah. Solid, isn't it? It's very jarring. We're just not used to it. No. A very different Crypt Keeper that's through them. He's, like a, he's just like an old man, isn't he? Whereas... Is it, or has that got... Has um, that actually got the Crypt Keeper in it, that one? I think, I think that's all. Yeah, he's in there. Is he just the old man or is he the skeleton? There was a few different characters, wasn't there? Remember there was three or four Remember that Gaines had just died there. See inside the cover, it was like a memory of. Oh yeah. Gaines ninety two. So Basil Wolverton. Yeah. Yeah. 
stuff. I had to bring some Jack oh, Kirby, alright? Jack Kirby, come on! The demon! The demon! The demon! This was great. I made this last week again, just to get in the mood. Any excuse. Jason Bud as the demon. The power of the Kirby. <laughs> Edited, written and drawn by Jack Kirby. You there, stop. Reincarnators. Just the sheer oh, exuberance of it. Eh? Amazing. This story was great as well. The, 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 the villain had developed a way to get ordinary people off the street and regress them back to their primitive states. You know, ape man-like selves. Man. If they'd lived before, they were <clears> reincarnated <throat> in their body, and then he oh sent them out to do things. And then, of course, turned them back and they couldn't remember. It was, <laughs> it was almost the perfect plan. Almost. <laughs> and there's the demon, Etrigan. Etrigan, yeah. So, uh, loads of good stuff going on here. And his pal's trying to kill him. He's been regressed, you know. Look at that. The Master Eye is an ancient idol, generator of power, steeped in the walls of psychic wonders. And I like Kirby's senses as well, you know, they're all like, what's he on about? It's all like, whoa, what? Eh? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you'll never get to the home, you know, it's like, oh God. Whoa. Let the eternal flames burn. There's his buddy, Randu Singh, his faithful companion. And the, the demon character's a good design as well, isn't mm -hmm. it? With the, the red and the yellow and, yeah. and the funky shoes on. Almost like Etrigan. Prepare for battle. Etrigan is here. On fire. Yeah, so this is a this is a belt. I love the 70s Kirby. You know, each decade's got a different sort of <coughs> feel, eh? Yeah. Is Etrigan not in... Uh, Swamp Thing at some point. Probably, yeah. I, I think you're right. Goes to hell. Yeah. He's definitely one of the characters. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. He's is it not Edgerton that takes him through hell and yeah. shows him to a uh, what's her face? Uh, who's, who's his? Who's his? Mrs. Oh, yes. Um, what's her name? Abigail. Yeah, the white hair. Yeah, Abigail. Abigail, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Open that one. Come on. This is the Joe Simon. This is the Simon Kirby stuff. Oh my gosh. There's some good stuff. There's the initials from That see that's the, the Crypt Keeper I was Oh yeah. It's yeah. just like the old line <coughs> inside. Crypt Keeper, the old witch, the vault keeper. Mm -hmm. Look at that image. Just the guy underneath the Buried alive. Yep. Nightmare. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there's a better copy of it. He's going, ah! It does kind of look like Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen or Archie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to Jimmy Olsen and Archie. Oh, it's his famous 1950s EC comics. So that must be the, the reprint mm -hmm. kind of thing as well. I like that Mirror Junket as well, actually. Did you? Yeah. Where did you see them? Did you? My cousin had them. Right. Issues or collection? No, he had a big collection of them, black and white. Nice. That's what I remember. Mm. I never saw, I never actually saw them in colour until I saw like images online. Yeah. But I had 
it has a Tales from the Crypt because of the Nickelodeon cartoon uh -huh. that was out of it. Right. It was kind of based off of the film that they did. I remember a TV show, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. They did, um, they did the film that had the bony like mm -hmm. dead Crypt Keeper. Yeah. It was like an anthology type film, mm -hmm. kind of like creep show and that. And then they kind of based the cartoon. They, they took, for a while, they were just kind of taking film ideas and basing a lot of cartoons off of them. So you got like James Bond Jr., mm -hmm. Little Dracula, stuff like that. And you got Tales from the Crypt. Right. But they just, they effectively just did the anthology thing. So it was kind of like um, you get three stories or something in the one TV show and they'd be like five, six minutes each and they'd show you this thing from start to finish and he would be like the kind of comic release throughout to the Crypt Keeper. Right. Yeah. And, and that's was, where I'd heard of it. It's a kid's cartoon. Kid's cartoon, yeah. yeah. And it used to play like first thing in the morning, yeah. six o'clock. Little scares. Yeah. 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 And that was what I used to watch. <laughs> loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. So what else did he say? Yeah, yeah, this is, this is another kiddie one. So Black magic. Black magic. Simon, it's reprints of the old Simon and Kidney stuff. Um, so, you know, the both of them sort of shared the app, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. And oh, right. you can see both of them. You can definitely see it when it's Joe Simon as well. And then you see the Kirby touches. This is some real good stuff as well. Look at that guy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. The head of the family. Remember him, he's just look at this, look you see this guy, the head of the family. Maybe yes, look. He must be crazy. Oh yeah, actually the head. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Oh man. Like check him out. Is that a head on a pillow or is that a head he's, shoulder? He's got like little arms and legs. Oh right, oh yeah, look, he's got like little green trousers. Oh, I thought that was like a collar coming round. <laughs> no no. <laughs> yeah. the head with arms and legs. It's good. So that was another little video picked up somewhere along the line. Simon Kirby special. Hmm. It's just wrong, eh? It? It's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just wrong. Black magic. Again? Strangest story yeah. I've ever told. I think that's like a seventies reprint of DC. DC. Forties stuff. I, I always like to pick up Jack Kirby. I kind of buy enough Jack Kirby issues. And when I see them, I'm like, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. I like to pick another one up every time. <laughs> and I know, I know that everything else that's going on in Sickle and War. <laughs> Don't blame me. Yeah. So that was the, the first Kirby I think I remember reading was, you know, he was doing Captain America in the late 70s again. Mm -hmm. He was writing yeah. it and drawing it. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing I got. And, and I just thought it was great. I thought this is was a Mad Bomb. Mad Bomb. It wasn't that actual storyline, but that was the run. Oh. So I think it was a bit mm -hmm. later on. And it was, uh, yeah, the one I got sticks with me because Captain America was in his, he'd been blinded and he was in the bed. And somebody was coming to kill the person that was in the bed next to him. <laughs> And so he, he was coming in, he was the perfect man. I always remember this, I am perfect, I will, nothing will stop me, da da da. You know, and then, then he came, and then of course, 
Fred, Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Rogers, the trainer. He says, no, I'm not having that. You know, and, he, and he's like, shut it, you, you, or you'll get it next, you blind fool, you know. And then, of course, he starts fighting him. Even of course. Can't see him, you know. And I just thought that was great. It stops traffic and the falcon was in it. Yeah. Good. Great stuff. But it was funny to me years later to, to hear, you know, they were like very... 70s Kirby, a lot of people like that. Not so good 70s Kirby. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. He did all that Mr. Miracle. Yeah. yeah. Loads of great stuff. Demon. I guess in their mind it wasn't the FF or something. Yeah, anyway, Kirby. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. <laughs> we can do one session of just about Jack Kirby. Well, we could do many. Yeah, we could do many. About Jack Kirby, to be honest. I certainly we'll have to do one at some point. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. That is a, that is a must. But either of you recognise this comic and this format of comic? I'm thinking no. maybe you never got them, man. No. Maybe no. they were gone by the time you started paying attention. Uh, no. If you were growing up in the 70s and the 80s, probably before as well, this creepy world's sinister tales, they were... They were they never had dates on them or anything, it was just, and at the back it said published by Alan Class and Co. So I always thought they were Alan Class comics. <laughs> and they used to just, because they weren't dated or anything, they would be in newsagents and shops and mm -hmm. they would just sit there until they sold. So they were just sitting in the shops for years on end, it felt like. Jeez. And you would just go in and pick up what you wanted. And they were really, really nice. I mean, I feel like they didn't do commandos like that. Uh, in that format. Probably copied it a bit. Yeah. It's like slightly, so all black and white, mm -hmm. sort of newsprint. A lot, a lot of time the printing was like a bit dodgy. But they were great and they're all basically reprints of like 50s monster horror comic sci-fi stuff. Not like the old what Marvel was doing during the 50s yeah, yeah. and all that. And a lot of the guys are, there's like, that looks like, you know, Don Heck and stuff and there's Jack Kirby stuff. And, You'd even get like, um, I'm sure there was like Frazetta stuff and all that. But like, yeah, I remember um, Torres, A. Torres. Mm -hmm. He was like hanging out with Frazetta and Al Williamson and yeah, all that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So it's like classic stuff. So somebody knew what they were looking at sitting, well, maybe it was Alan Class. Probably was. <laughs> yeah. So these were great books at the time to, to, to read. No, I'd never seen them. And this was the different titles that they got, Secrets of the Unknown and Stunning Stories. Do you know what? They seemed really dated even at the time. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, it was like they'd been lying in the shops for 30 years. It's like they were 50s comics. Yeah. And because they weren't dated or anything, you know. it didn't say published, you know, May 88 or anything, nothing like that. But they were, they were a really nice collection. And, you know, my memory of these is like, they were almost like commandos and things a bit in that people read them that weren't interested in comics. Yeah. So they would just go, oh, there's them, yeah, some of them. Uh, you know, and, and I remember people having them had no other interest in superheroes or, or anything like that. They, they almost, similar to the way Asterix and Tintin somehow has become something people read yep. without being interested in comics at all. Yeah. So this was a, another one here, Sinister Tales, Ditko cover. Ooh. 
And it's like a bit cool story inside. Yeah, I was going to say that's the big thing. It definitely is, yeah. And there, there's another Ditko. Yeah, I remember this one with a freaky, like, oh. imaginary friend character. What else we got? So, yeah, yeah, it's like little five page stories and things like that. Sometimes longer. But good. And they went, they went through a phase, somebody must have made a decision. Because I remember one where they decided to change it. Like it said, oh, but you said somebody was going, oh, you can't do that. You know, it's 1954. Somebody had decided, and it was like you, you could almost see the tipex, and somebody had written 1986, you know. <laughs> and it was just like weird. They were trying to update it. They're all still going around in their 50s cars and everything. So these, these were nice books, Nando. Yeah. I, I think I've got about 20 of them or something that I collected. I mean, these are the ones I had when I was a kid, you know? Mm. I think as well, like you say, with the comic shops being in bigger towns and that, you, you just went by what was in the news agency. Exactly. Yeah, so you had the British comics, you had the, some American things that came through, and then you had like all these album class comics. See, by the time we got to... By the time we got to my time, it was just all... Just being a bully. That was it. And a couple of commandos. That was, right. You were lucky to get anything in mm -hmm. the news agents. Nowadays, it's really... They do well for younger kids, don't they? Mm -hmm. There's a lot yeah. of like things like that. And then there's like nothing. There's yeah. a lot of Spider-Mans in that. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. It's, a lot of, it's a lot of Spider-Mans and like... Um, mm. Things like... TV tie-ins. Yeah, TV tie-ins and that, yeah. And then there's nothing. No. Yeah. You either get a choice of that or magazines. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. They're like an argument to Smith, you'll find the ones in the UK published. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Marvel or what? Um, mm -hmm. uh, Titan mm -hmm. with the DC yeah. in a magazine format, which is, well, it's American format, but it normally includes three issues uh -huh. yeah. in it. And they'll have different stories going on. Yeah. Kind of in a magazine ideas which for you buy and you have three collections going on inside. Mm -hmm. Better better value than the buying the American one. Well certainly it yeah. is, yeah, because you have been uh, yeah. under the four pounds you get three comics. Mm. Which mm, if you try to buy just an American single issue nowadays yeah, exactly. you're gonna pay the minimum of three quid. Mm -hmm. Um and with the the pound going down and the dollar going up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna get any better for us, I'm afraid. Yeah, right. So I have a, actually I've met somebody that that's one of the conventions and it's like this is this was their thing, you know, the Alan Class comics. That's what they remember. That's what got them into comics. And I, and I thought, well oh, really? yeah, good choice. You know, they're yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Remember that, that's like that's pure prime. When I first looked at that, I thought, well, a lot of the time Frazette and that, they would worked on each other's comics. Anyway, yeah, probably. Very good. Creepy world. Yeah, yeah, these are fantastic. Right. So I'm finding myself kind of getting lost as I'm yeah. reading them. The format's great, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just, you just want to sit and read it. It's just, I like how it's laid out mm -hmm. as well. It's nice and spacious and I'm not kind of squinting at anything. And yeah. Great. I don't feel like I feel like everything's summed up on the, on on the page as opposed to yeah. Jump across I always used to like used to get that opening like maybe half page splash and it was a scene from in the story, and yeah. it would be, and it would be a summary of it. 
you know, he's like, I, I need to get here, but this is happening. And then, like, the one down here would start the story. Yeah. It was great. It's almost like a cover at the start of the story. That's great. Yeah. So Fantastic. Next, next we have another British one. This is from the, the Des Skins School. Quality comics. Yeah. And it used to be these horror... What was this called? Halls of Horror Winter Special. And I don't remember all the Brian Lewis artwork inside. And some, I think some of it was... Well, I never saw these films at the time because I was too young, you know. Yeah. They were all a bit scary. But then you'd pick up the... Peter Cushion, isn't Peter Cushion, yeah. He's, he's a hammer. Hammer, yeah. So no. like, you've got like Christopher Lee and that on the cover. And, oh, right, okay. And the different monsters, werewolf and all that. Well, that's Peter Cushion. That's Peter Cushion. Underneath. Looks yeah, like underneath. I think yeah. that's Boris yeah. Karloff. Is it? No. Is it? Mm. Kind of looks like Cushing's mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, then that's Cushing right beside it. Yeah. So yeah, probably, maybe it probably is Boris Karloff. Is. So this has been, this has been a special from this magazine, The House of Hammer. Ah. The covers at the back there. Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. issue. <laughs> from Hammer. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever sells, eh? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so Brian Lewis was a good artist. Eh? I always kind of assumed he was like 50 uh, British artists. That is incredible. Nice pin-up there. King Kong and everything. And look at it. The writers are like Steve Parkhouse, Steve Moore. Mm-hmm. There you go. Not bad. Very good. Yeah, not sure, good. Not sure about the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they're maybe tied in. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, so nice art in here, Brian Lewis, and uh, nice a lot of horrific stuff yeah. as well. Steve Moore. So the British, I think it's all British work then, it's the base Skinner's commission for this magazine. Getting a bit sexy, you know, like in the, in the Hammer style. <coughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Brutal and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> And that Space Burst cartoon, I remember that was recycled for, for Space uh, Starburst magazine. Oh, so right. They stuck that in there as well. That's, that's incredible. The caption there, Lightness. Lightness is good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Peter Cushion. And that was, another, that was another thing again. Where Some of the art reminds me of... What? Candice? I don't know. Something like Michael, Michael Golden. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And Tilly Arston together doing mm-hmm. his, and he has that touch of his. It reminds me a bit like Arthur Ransom as well. Yeah. Yeah, that as well, yeah. It's very detailed, very. Oh, it's, it's he's amazing. worked on that for a long time. It's um, each amazing the, the detail there, it's just fantastic. But I was, I was just about to say that, and I was thinking, I remember. Really, really good. I yeah. had pals that read them as well, that went interested in comics, but they liked Hammer. So. This was that they would buy that because yeah. it was a hammer thing. Of course. And I think that happened a lot more when comics were more available for people, eh? You can get your specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's, there's, there's not a lot of that these days. It's not so it's not no. it's not a case of, you know, there's a comic based on the thing that's actually happening right now <coughs> at this minute. It's yeah. always after whatever's finished, that it's a couple of years later that they yeah. start to do like a spin-off comic book or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not the other way around, you know. Well, I think what's happening now is that the, the 
people have turned. Yeah, you know, that you are having these TV programs yeah. and films mm-hmm. based on comics. That so it's not what I want to see. <laughs> I know, but I mean, that it used to be the other way around. The comic was the complementary yeah. thing to have the tie-in. I realize that we are in the uh, we are in the minority in that case, but hey I mean, it happened with the original Star Trek TV series. You had comics, Star Trek comics. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, a key comics. Oh something? yeah, the gold key, the gold key, gold key. Oh, that's my gold key. The old Star Trek comics. All the Star Trek comics. So that was the tie-in for the people who yeah. watched the Star Trek. So you have right. that in comics as well. So the, you had that's just just put an example. Uh, but yeah, and it's mm-hmm. over oh, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had fantastic Doctor Who comics as well. Yeah. You know, just, just to put a couple of examples. But nowadays it's the way around. The people making the TV programs and films, they are inspiring themselves and they're just taking ideas from the comics. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, there's plenty of material to work yeah. through, yeah. you know? Definitely. But not everything translates from one medium to the other that well. Remember they used to steal the ideas and then call it oh, something yeah. else. Yeah. Remember that film with Mel Gibson? That was about twenty years ago and it was like the soldier in the war. And then he, I think he was actually frozen. And then he was yes. like, and then he came to life. I yep. sitting in the trailer, That's watching Captain the trailer America. in the cinema going, Are you kidding? Yeah. This is Captain America. Yeah. Steve Rogers again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was called, but it was like uh, this uh, Yeah, they find him in the they find him in a back, a back alley. And they lift it off and he sort of thaws himself out. Yeah. And then he goes and tracks down his long lost love. Man, I remember that film. And every time I mention that to somebody, they go, No, no, no. Oh, I'm so glad somebody else knows it. The trailer going, You can't get away with it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? But they could, of course. So, what do you have there, Tom? What did you have? Oh, fairly, fairly newer stuff now. Well, that's fine. It's a contrast. Yeah. Or the, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I've got Max Brooks from his uh, Zombie Survival Guide, he did a kind of spin-off uh, comic book from his book, uh, where it was like recorded attacks through history. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, starting off in like the Stone Age and everything, and going through it, uh, ends up in like Roman Imperial times, and it's just loads of zombie attacks that have happened <laughs> throughout the ages. But I kind of like the way it looked. Yeah. It's very detailed, but I think it's all sort of computer mm-hmm. done it's stuff. But computer. I just thought it looked fantastic. I didn't even, do you know what? The first time I looked through it as well, I didn't even read the story. I just kind of looked at all the, the general, the general the images. images. Yeah, and I, I liked it. I was quite, a, I liked the zombie survival guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that. And it, do you know what? I'd, I'd never even heard it being spoken about before. I saw it, I spotted it in Waterstones, and it was the only copy that was sitting. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of picked it up. Mm. I've read the book. I've read the World War Z book. The World War Z one, yeah. Uh, and I found the actually very interesting. I thought it was really good. Zombie was Survival Guide is great because it's, it's almost like a very serious take, you know. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's entertainment, but it's, you know, this, these are the, these are the things you need to follow to survive a yeah. zombie yeah, attack, yeah. and it's very, 
very, very serious. And it's not... And people uh, have stuck that book in, like, comedy sections and everything. It's like, it's not funny. It's, you know, this is really... If this was to happen, this is the steps you need to take. What was said, the premises of what was said, the book is the same. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's all through the tales, the Mm. stories told by people who have been been doing the work. But they explain you why things are happening and who would survive, what, mm-hmm. which ways to do it. So there is a, obviously there is a process of sitting down and work through the process exactly well. Would that be affected? Would that not be affected? Okay, let's put it in the story and yep. how to reflect that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a series. There's a lot of thought into it. Yeah, oh yeah. He really puts a lot of thought into it. Then the film, unfortunately, doesn't transmit that. No, really. huh. no it's just the title. That's all. Yeah. There's, nothing there's nothing else. else. No, there's nothing Unfortunately, else. Unfortunately, that doesn't transmit. He's not. But he's he's actually very. He's very um. Kind of just oh well, you know they did their own thing so. Yeah. He's not really too fast. Um, but he's. I, th- I thought it was really really clever, and uh, it was just fun seeing you know, Neanderthals coming up against. A zombie attack. You know, something's coming out and uh, you know he's looking in the water mm-hmm. he's waiting to go and catch his fish uh, and bah, grabs a hold of him so it's fantastic he just doesn't understand what's going on yeah he's not bleeding no and he's looking at things like still that. coming at him yeah it's just good imagery I thought yeah. it's just fantastic and like that you don't really there's no there's no words to the first one either, so it's just, and that's him sort of, that's the, <laughs> the starting thing, you, you learn, pick up the rock, smash the brain, and that's it. Mm. But then, I'm, I'm getting the zombies and everything as well, so anything's on the zombie. Yeah, I love zombies. American vampire. American vampire. Uh, slightly on the more ridiculous front, but just, I thought it was say uh, I like I like a story where the vampire is the villain and not some hero like a oh, dark and mysterious person or anything. It's just this guy is a bastard, bad motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. I just I root for the villain, and you really do root for the villain throughout this entire thing. But it's just it looks great. Because Ra- Ra- Raphael Albuquerque does amazing work, but it's just also a great story. What's his name again? Sweet Tooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sweet Tooth. It's been a while since I've actually read it, but just even that, like, there's a, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, they're all coming into the room. Yeah, I remember that. It's the, the, she's like the young starlet girl, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Going, going into the room with the, uh, the, was it casting directors or something like that? Yeah, casting yeah. directors, yeah. Mm. Nasty. It's nasty. Oh, it's... How they cloud is cool, yeah. It's so nasty, it's all dark and mm-hmm. just leave it to your imagination. <laughs> Which is the most powerful mm-hmm. instrument. But I also... Of fear. But I also love about this is that it's not just... Scott Snyder, who I quite admire, but also Stephen King doing a 
one of the storylines throughout as well. Mm. Very good. Which I can't deny a wee bit of Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Wow. And of course, Swamp Thing. Spoken great detail about Swamp Thing. Now, a Swamp Thing was my kind of was my kind of no. was my kind of comeback to uh, comics a little bit because oh. I went away for a while, didn't really look at a lot, and then kind of came back with Swamp Thing because I kept hearing about it, and. <laughs> So did, what did did not, I did not know what I was setting myself up for in the slightest. What, that was what, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did you read first? Volume 1 or something? No, I actually read, well, I read this one, book 2, first. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I did the the way it should be done, just come in halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Go in half cock, see what it's like, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I came in at the burial and uh, sort of looking over thinking, what the hell is going on? But at the same point, it's just it's, like I said earlier on. I can't take my eyes off of Stephen Bissett's warrior. It's just so nice. Actually, I'm curious because because of the way I read Alan, the Alan Muir Swamp thing, like knowing the character already, and just and, and just going, oh, there's another Swamp thing comic. Mm-hmm. I read one of them. Did you have prior feeling or, or knowledge of what Swamp Thing was? No, not really. No, I knew the character. Ah, yeah. I knew the character, but not any sort of backstory or anything right. like that. Because the one I read, and from what I understand, it's the way that all was written earlier. He was he was like a bloke that had turned into the swamp monster, and he was wanting to turn back to be a human being again somehow. Whereas yeah. Alan Moore like totally got rid of all that, and he never was that guy anymore. Did yeah. He? And he was just like sentient, <laughs> sentient green Le- leaves or whatever. He had the conscious, totally just, consciousness. Yeah, it? he somehow yeah. had a. But but because of the way it's written as well, it's like is it all imagined and he, he he completely just took the character and, and almost rubbed him on. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole special on that, isn't there? The whole it covers the whole backstory and it's her in like, it's Abigail's in. Like medieval, uh, not medieval, uh, Victorian times, mm-hmm. and it's explaining this whole story of how that happened through a Victorian outlook, mm-hmm. and he, he ends up on fire and engulfed, and it, it kind of switches yeah. between then Victorian and modern times, and it keeps kind of going in between the two, and then it shows you like, you know, this is yeah. this isn't how it really happened. Mm-hmm. This is just what what he's got memory wise from the consciousness of mm. this person it's not it's not a real thing that happened it's not mm. reality yeah I remember that definitely so horrific but mm-hmm. just amazing just incredible yeah I mean, you think you would turn the page in it would be like by Snickers yeah that's the way exactly three musketeers or whatever yeah yeah, amazing stuff. Just incredible. So that was that was busy. something that got you back into comics again. Reading back, that. big time, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was I got got book two, mm-hmm. devoured it in the space of half a day, mm-hmm. and then went. That was when I went up to the library and said, "Find me book one." Mm-hmm. And I need three and four and five. And then done it. Yeah. Well, that was good. Well, it's a good comeback point. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, tell me. Uh, 
I'd been, I'd been picking stuff up here and there, and I had stuff sitting on a shelf, but I just hadn't read anything for mm-hmm. ages. I kind of, you know, looking at my teens and read wee bits here and there, and would say to people, oh yeah, I like comics, but yeah. never, never really reading a lot. And then sort of when I was properly ploughing my way back into yeah. it, a couple of years back, that was it. Sounds like you liked the idea of them, and then you were looking for something that really was good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been times like that where you stop and you go. I, I remember probably the same kind of time you're talking about. Sort mm-hmm. of getting out of my teens, and it was like, you know, you're sort of done with all the superhero stuff. You know, yep. you like it, but it's like, well, I'm not gonna. I mean, speaking for myself, maybe. No, you, no, no, no. But I, you, you kind of thought, like, well, I'm not on someone else, no. So mm-hmm. you start just looking around, you know. And I think it's changing your mindset. It's yeah. getting out of going to the shop or whatever. What's the latest of the yeah. of the, the latest issue of whatever hero you like, you know? Yeah. And, and and then going, oh, I don't I don't like what they're doing with this character now. But keeping on buying it. And that's you, you're on a track yeah. and and you end up with like buying all the stuff you don't like and don't want to yeah. read. And that's comics for you. You don't want to stop. But when you get off the, the track you're like it's like a big desert. You're yeah. like well, well, what? <laughs> what? And you just need to go and start and find stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I guess for me it was like uh, loving rockets and stuff. I'm picking up, try that, and going, wow, this is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. With me, it was my friend Tony, and he was my late teens, and he introduced me to Thor Gal, mm-hmm. uh, Lieutenant Blueberry. Yeah. He introduced me to a lot of European stuff, classics. Mm-hmm. That, okay, I had teen teens, I had the sticks, but I had that about Blueberry, but that was it. And then he introduced me to other things going on. I thought, mm-hmm. and and he's always saying, well, you need to try this, you need to try this one as well. And, and he just he expand and suddenly, yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly you could see, wait a second, there is more than yeah. just Tintina Aztecs in the European comic. There is more yeah. than, you know, superheroes in yes. the comics. And, and suddenly I started to buy a magazine called Zimok in Spain, which were orientated towards a more adult readership. Mm-hmm. But you have things like uh, Concrete, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Chadwick, yeah. And you'll have things from Hugo Pratt, and you'll have things mm. from Manara, and then you'll have mm. things from Loisiel, from the Belgian comics, and, and suddenly there's all these artists and all these stories coming to it. Mm-hmm. And then I was very lucky. I never stopped. I yeah. was about to, but then my friend Tony said, "Well, you need to try this. You need to try that." And yeah. suddenly. Yeah, you need it. Rather than just going the road, it's an unfold, like I had three, four rows to go. Oh, yeah, right? exactly. It was just amazing. It was yeah. fantastic. And I, I never ever stopped reading comics. But certainly, yeah, I, I know what I you mean. That, I've been in that point where. Yeah, it's like, is this it? Am I done? Yeah. If. And then someone else goes, yeah. oh no, we've got all this. If my yeah. friend Tony would have said and pointed me out to that direction, probably would have been, well, that's it, no? It's not yeah. See, I think it, it kind of. I think that that change in the way of thinking, it gets you into a more, it's, it's kind of sets you up for life. It's like your, your yeah. mindset is such that all of a sudden you know, not looking at this little, I mean it ends up Corner. just being a tiny little yeah. subsection mm-hmm. of comics. Yeah. And not making sure you get, you know, all 12 yeah. Batman comics this month. Yeah. Instead of doing that, if you just go, well, I do like Batman. And I've got Batman comics I like, and there they are. 
Now let's look at the entire rest of the universe. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, it's like it's like exactly. it's like you're able to just move on through yes. the years. And I know, I'm pretty sure there's always going to be good comics coming out forever now. Oh yeah. And it's just not going to be six a week. No. There's going to you're going to look and go, well, this looks great. This looks great. You're going to at well, your own pace. There's I mean there's, yeah. there's already too many to read. It's look, so good. Look at what we did in the last time. Look at the uh, Eisner Awards. Yeah. We were all sitting looking at our list like, jeez. That looks great. Yeah, that, that looks better. amazing. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're screwed for the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny when you meet people that do look, it's another thing with people that love comics. And I think, it's a tough thing to say, but I find when I speak to people that love comics, they all love comics. It's a real mm-hmm. passion. Yeah. And they're all oh, yeah. into different stuff. And yeah. you do meet people that never go onto your track, whatever it is. Yeah, oh yeah. And they're like, they're strictly, you know, I like Commando. And, yeah. you, and you know, they're going to buy every Commando. They've got like 8,000 Commandos and they love it. Yeah. And you're like, well, hats off, do you know what I mean? And everybody is into a different thing. And But it is funny to imagine having never... I think with my comic reading and the way I think about it is, I want to... I'll, I always say I'm interested in anything. Mm-hmm. If it's a comic, Same. I'm interested. Now, I might yeah. quickly look and go, have a look through and go, nah. I might dismiss it. Yeah. But anything that's a comic, I won't have a look at it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people who don't think like that. That's, yeah. maybe, that's maybe not necessarily a virtue, but that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might, I might miss something, so I want to look. It's better to have an open mind than mm-hmm. to sit and go, I know what I like and I'll stick with it, I think. Maybe. I understand I that way of thinking because you don't want to be bogged down with a load of stuff or have a, 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 you know, a month where you sit and go, well, that was a waste of a month because that was a lot of rubbish. Yeah. But at the same point, it's one month out of God knows how long it come. You know, you could find so much more after that if you just yeah. looked further afield as opposed to just, yeah. you know what I like and that's what I stick to. Well, I'm thinking of a, you know, I'm thinking of a specific conversation over somebody and I remember saying, would you like blah, blah, blah. And I mentioned Robert Crumb, and I says, well, I'm really interested in what Robert Crumb's doing, blah, blah, blah. And I remember he just caught in and went, I'm not interested in undergrounds. <laughs> and I just went, oh, oh, okay. I remember I was struck by it. It was like, no thanks. It wasn't even like I didn't like Robert Crumb. It was just like, he heard Robert Crumb and heard, that's all that undergrounds. I'm not interested in that. There's no further point to this conversation, you know. <laughs> so I just went, oh, right, okay. Right, we're not discussing that then. And then it was on to something else, you know. Luckily, there's so many different things. At least that person yeah. knew. They knew. Robert Crumb. Yeah. And it was exactly. the king of underground comics. Yeah. And that know, was it. Do you know, though, <laughs> exactly. in the world... Whether we appreciate it or not, that's a different story. You know, in the way the world, though, you know, somebody like Robert Crumb is more famous than somebody like, I don't know, whoever's writing Batman this month, you know? Like, your superstar Batman writer... Mm-hmm is not as famous as Robert Crumb in the wider world. Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. I, I bet, yeah, if you say yeah. it to, to more people would know the name Robert Crumb and then, you, and then Scott Snyder. They'd yeah. Go, they'd go, no. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, no ju- that, there's no judgment there. That's just... You're so tuned into thinking Marvel and DC are the big mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as every year is going by, that's becoming less and less true. Comics right. are breaking out of that ghetto. Yes. You were talking last time about the distribution changing yeah. for the bookstores and everything. 
So yeah. things are always changing. Yep. But there is still, I feel this clinging on of, I don't like all that weird stuff. I like mainstream. I like Batman. You know, and you're like, Batman. That's the B subsection. Yeah. You know? I see that they're doing another cartoon with Adam West and it's Shatner's in it. Doing Two-Face. Is he? <laughs> is it? Oh, so, yeah, so Two-Face? Well, Two-Face was never in there. No, he wasn't. The series. Yeah. That's... Uh, so I just thought okay. I'd throw that in. Interesting. Okay, so, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Scott Snyder. We'll Scott Snyder. Who's <laughs> he? I've heard of Robert Palmer, but I've never heard of Scott Snyder. Well... <laughs> Uh, that, was a, that was a good tie-in right there, yeah. definitely. Uh, Batman, Scott Snyder, uh, Batman Black Mirror. Not your conventional Batman story, oh, joke. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jock and uh, mm -hmm. Francesco Francavilla. Or yeah. Frank, Frank, Frank Francavilla. Francavilla. Um, again, see, a lot of these things for me, it's not so much... This story is fantastic, but it's a lot of the imagery as opposed to the story but the story for this is just so creepy mm. there is a there's a sub story going on with a a gang and everything as well with batman so he can still you know kick some ass whilst he's in it yeah but the whole detective aspect of it plays like almost kind of like a murder mystery mm -hmm. with an absolute psycho at the mm -hmm. middle of it i mean just even some of these panels with Sort of close up eyes, and but yeah, they've put thought into the color here, yeah, eh? because it's like all weird, oh, it's all like red variations, yellow, just Francesco, yeah, all it's over. quite effective, eh? just even like slow right in the mouth mm -hmm. to see how he's reacting and whatnot. But just yeah, this whole story with Jim Gordon's son has been away for a while, there's a whole backstory. Flash, was it? Whole... That's what he's called, <laughs> his son. <laughs> No. <laughs> but he's been uh, he's been away and there's like a whole backstory of nobody really trusts him because of prior things and maybe they shouldn't trust him, maybe they should and oh, I don't know, it's just No, we shouldn't have trust who? His son. Jim Gordon's son, yeah, Jim Junior. Flash. He's called Flash. Flash. Nickname Flash. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> so is he a bad egg? Maybe yeah. he's a bad egg. Or oh, he a is egg. a bad egg. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert, he's a bad egg. Um, I don't remember him having a son. Uh, this must be a more recent development, like the last 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Batman year one. Was there, oh, there was a baby in that? This comes out. This comes up in it, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's where um, somebody drops it's Jim's baby yeah. off the bridge and Batman grabs him and protects him. And he goes, I'll call you Flash. <laughs> call you Flash. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just... So this was good, though? It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. It was just not your usual sort of Batman story. Uh -huh. It's sort of more so, sort of murder mystery and detective. The Black Mirror. But just fantastic. I just, mm -hmm. I like that there's a whole psychopathic thing that's not the Joker going on in between. Right. Oh, and you get the script at the back. Yep. Sections. I like it when you get all the pencils and the yeah. at the back. Nice. These developments. I would say, out of Batman stories, I think that's probably, mm. probably, probably not if 
That's not the favourite. He's going to say it. It's, it's the favourite. No, it's up there. It is up there. Big time. He nearly said the best. He nearly said my favourite. I can hear that. He just changed his mind the last second. Because I'm thinking about it. Through, I'm going through all my different <laughs> Batman series. <laughs> is it? Um, what oh. if? What if? If he's the best. What if he's the best for you? Why not? Your opinion is as valid. Your opinion is as valid as any other one. Yeah, I would say I would say it's the best Batman uh-huh. story. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Definitely. And it's quite funny because it's not Bruce Wayne as well. It's uh, Oh, is it not Bruce Wayne? It's Dick Grayson. Oh, okay. That's, he's taking up the Batman man up. Right. That's when he's away doing that Batman Incorporated and but to the rest of the world, he's dead. Uh-huh. You know, that was that was Grant Morrison that was writing all that at that time. Uh, yeah. Time, yeah, yeah, and Scott Snyder kind of came out with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was that was before Snyder was so as well known. Anyway, yeah. at that point, because yeah. he'd only done, I think he'd only done what was it, Gates of Gotham or something like that. I think that? so. Yeah, but yeah, that was his kind of first. The crown. Yeah. Certainly, the paper has become really, really. I took that important one. Yeah. I took that to uh, the place I was working at at the time to read on my lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started at my lunch, and I didn't finish till the shop was shut. Actually, in between seven customers, we'd read a couple of panels, <laughs> and then seven other customer, and read another couple of panels, and then seven other customer. Just really enjoyed it. It's just so creepy for a Batman story as well. Mm. I know Batman stories aren't exactly conventionally, uh, well, newer ones anyway, a lot of newer ones in the past a decade or so are never like the older ones, and there's no sort of fun to it, it's all very dark and deep, but this one is just psychotic mm. amongst some of the bits. Just, I felt really uneasy whilst reading a lot of the bits. Good. Yeah. Good. Nice one. The black, the black Mirror. I would say that's a good definition of, you know, keeping you on the on the edge. Mm. Good horror. Zombies. 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 Not really. It's a bit of cheat because it's not really a comic book. It's more of an illustrated novel, but mm. it's like it looks disgusting. Yeah, it's a. Thank you, mate. <laughs> it's a. Those group of people yeah. who end up in a. Can zombies a... can be sexy? No. No. Like vampires are sexy. No. Vampires are zombies. No, there's bits hanging off. And yeah. They're dead. Rotten flesh. They're really dead. Yeah, they're rotten, aren't they? There's no words. It's just brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, sexy. No. Stuck in a small town, That's and amazing. this infection. <laughs> breaks out and it's kind of like diary entries and showing how it progresses from the start to where they get to. But it's pretty gruesome, it is very gruesome. Yeah. images through and some of the diary entries are actually, when I, when I first read this I got to a point where I started thinking did this actually kind of happen and I just kind of missed something but... Oh it's quite... Uh... It's detailed and yeah. convincing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, obviously, the images along with it are, like we said, really gruesome, but yeah. the actual diary entries are kind of mm. just like normal, normal, everyday guy kind of saying, 
it's just average diary entries. Aha. Uh -huh. And a kind of yeah. Was, and I thought on, yeah. on reality there. Yeah. Wait, have we? Hmm. Right through. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm going to have there. Mm -hmm. oh. BBC Warriors. BBC Warriors. The Black Hole. Mm-hmm. Once again, imagery. But just because some of the imagery can be just kind of scary, kind of creepy. Yeah. We'll get a wee bit later on. It? it can just be... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very sort of shocking and mm -hmm. sort of screaming heads on their own. And yep. There's big beasts that come out and it was just very sort of shocking, yeah, scary imagery. Yeah, I kind of liked that ABC. That oh, yeah. Yeah. For me, with sort of horror uh, comics, except from Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing was very detailed in the way that Alan Moore was telling that story. It was, you know, you got everything. Like I said, that completely encapsulates it um, with the writing and the art. Everything about it is just complete. The whole thing you, you really take in. But I think a lot of these, especially in the in comics, a lot of the time it's um, the imagery that really puts it over. The story can be there, it can be quite creepy as you're reading it, but it's really that the imagery is just... Mm -hmm. Even we're, as we were making our way through years there, mm -hmm. uh, David, it was, you know, some of, that, some of those faces and everything that were drawn up were just so... Yeah, that's right. Terrifying. It's the visual aspect of yeah. it. It's just something that will really stick with you, you know. I think that's something that horror does a, a good... I think, I think it's something that horror does that a lot of other genres don't do. It really sticks with you. You really remember the horrific aspects yeah, of just, yeah. horror stories and, and imagery. Mm -hmm. um, I think those things really, really stick with you. I mean, mm. it's just like that... I will always remember that Zombies uh, book just because that, even just from the front cover, it's just so horrific, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, really, nicely, it's really nicely done as well. Mm -hmm. That's the point, it's, the point of it being so horrific is that it's just I always done so well. horror in comics is quite difficult to achieve. Mm -hmm. Not saying that there's no good horror comic because what we have is a fantastic selection and, mm -hmm. we and there's many more that we're missing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's quite difficult to achieve yeah. horror comics. Yeah. But if you have, I know you're making a point on the art, but if you have a clever writer mm -hmm. that makes the reader use the imagination to fill the gaps, mm -hmm. that can make it even more scarier. Than any other image, as you put the example of the zombies book, yeah. the book with the illustrations. And the scary thought is 
the actual text. The few notes, yeah. Mm-hmm. What that, that, so, because you are imagining, you just start to have a link of personal experience with what perhaps these people's experience or what mm-hmm. you could experience in that situation, and suddenly all it fits each other, and the fear grows, yeah. and the horror appears. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's... I think it's a very tricky topic to do. It's a very tricky thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if you can achieve that, you are a fantastic comic artist and a comic writer. So that what we've seen today has been fantastic selection. Yeah. Well, it's true. And, and what I was thinking today, though, digging out these comics, I was, I was coming here and I was thinking, was I actually scared by any of these comics at any point when I was reading them? And I was thinking, no, I don't think I was. No, I can't. I don't think so. I don't remember it. But yeah, creeped out. It could be creeped out. Yeah, creeped out. So, yeah, I think with that, you know, that boo thing. It's kind of there was one of the treehouse issues where they decided let's do scary stories, you know. And I thought scary stories, you know, how do you do this, right? And I, I thought, you know. and I was trying to think what to do, and really it was kind of a, I was thinking of a trick, like. Of, of looking at somebody and then I thought well it's got to be the page turn that's and I thought if I turn the page and the comic's looking at you I remember having that idea thinking if I could sneak that on somebody to, to actually turn the page and go oh yeah I thought you know if I can manage that so I, I tried to do that and I remember yeah it turned out okay I think. was that your one looking out the window yeah the whole story was about looking at somebody and I thought right well I've got to be looking down like binoculars mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, okay, give me the binoculars, you know, and, and I'll look, and then you and look, and then you turn the page, and it was through the binoculars, and the person far away had, turned, had turned and was looking, but also I had to do it, and the the face was really dark, so it was like a dark circle, yeah. and it was dark the face, and then you'd have to look and go, what is that, and then see the face looking at you. So I've no idea what worked, but it was it was like a wee trick when I thought how to do it. A boo, a boo moment. But that's a, that's another one. That's uh, that's another one that uh, I've said about your stuff before. Is that it's very you you can relate to, it. and I've done that where I've looked, been looking out the window at somebody going, and then turn around and oh, oh you're kind of had to duck, yeah. <laughs> and you sit there going, are they away? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and you end up doing that where you just sit there and go, I'll just fall asleep here. Yeah, and I'll it's, do pro- it. it's probably bad form for me to bring up long comment, but. No, you know, but you've got a point. That's your experience of writing. But like you said, there was other ones that um, that we haven't yeah. brought along. I kind of wrote out a wee list of other ones, which was uh, From Hell. Yeah. yeah, from hell. From hell, from yeah. Yes. Do you know the one I was thinking of with that? The, the one issue where they really go into detail of the murder when he's in that room. There was, I think, the last murder maybe, and he and he had all night to do it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and they just show you all the details, every organ getting taken out and everything. It was just awful. Yeah. There was other scary bits where he sort of saw the future, didn't he? And, like, and then somebody in the future saw him. And they were put, remember them looking through the window? And, and look. Yeah, from Hell is one of them. Yeah. Do you know, I almost yeah. brought From Hell, but I thought, I'll end up bringing every Alan Moore <laughs> going, you know, because he's kind of... Outcast, one of the recent ones. Outcast. And yeah. another one that I've read a couple of things in Lock and Key. Lock and Key. Uh-huh. Which I find quite... 
uh, scary, yeah, it's quite yeah. disturbing mm -hmm. in the stories. And the mm -hmm. art is very different. The art, you think it's gonna be dark. No, it's very. But it's actually kind of cartoony in cartoony places. Cartoony in some yeah. places, and, mm -hmm. and you know, with a quite straight defined line. Mm -hmm. That like going to the shadows, make it as dark as possible. So mm. yeah, and that makes it quite disturbing too. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's so easy to keep everything really dark and keep. Yeah, well, and with Lock and Key, it's not like that because there's plenty color, there's plenty yeah, lights, yeah. but mm. it's what is the actions and the mm. looks of the characters. Right. But it's very cartoony when you think. Yeah, you're right. Stylized kind there's of kind There's. I mean, there's a lot of blood going on in there, mm -hmm. but it's not, you know, it's, yeah. it's not as realistic as you would think, but it's still... Yeah. But then again... It's, but it uh, works, yeah. I it think works, it, does, yeah. it does work. Yeah. Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Son of Stephen King. Yeah. Oh, now, one that I... We were saying about... Were you genuinely scared? Oh, uh, yeah. One that I genuinely oh. was scared by, and so much so that I don't like it. Right. Because of how it looks as well as the story is kind of a bit, is that crossed? Yeah. Oh yeah, Garth yeah. Ennis. Yeah, yeah. Garth Ennis crossed, yeah. I can't, I really can't, I can't hack that at mm -hmm. all. Because it's just so, so gory and mm -hmm. so horrific in how, yeah. the way it goes into detail. You know, there's people getting raped and... Killed in half yeah. from you know from quarter places that probably shouldn't be and quartered and mm -hmm. yeah these are membered and there's an image out there from Cross that is three kids hacking their mum to bits but they've got their mum strung up by her feet and they're hacking her from her private parts down with a tree saw oh and it's just God. disgusting yeah, that's, that's awful and i can't no i can't but i no, can't leave that it's not for me so can't do it no it's just too much it's too much so it is true horror yeah because it's, it's just horrible. yeah it's, it's horrible just, oh, yeah. what to watch it yeah, yeah so, just just can't do it. so that's they have achieved that there yeah, certainly yes. people love it as well and i just yeah. oh, it takes a certain mindset to be into that everybody's got a different level of horror yeah, that yeah this is fun isn't it you can watch buckets of gore on uh, a film, but I think I think my actual liking for horror is pretty low. Yeah, even you talking about the zombies, I, I was sitting thinking the whole zombie kind of mythology does not appeal to me. Right. You know, running about in a world where everybody's turned into zombies and trying yeah. to survive, and could you do it? And blah blah. I'm like, no, I don't want to be there. <laughs> you know, I do not want to go there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's all right, baby. Okay. We've got the Easter land. <laughs> no, it's but it's funny. I can see that. I mean, it's, it's wildly popular. I'm mm -hmm. for a good few yeah, years. Yeah. People, and, and I can only think, why are you into that? And it's because you're imagining yourself surviving. And Well, remember uh, Sean of the Dead, eh? He was running about and it was great fun. He had the cricket bat, he was yeah. whacking their heads off and everything. You know, that was funny. So it must be something like that. Whereas I'm just like, no. I just, I, I, I just, don't think, I think they, they, they walk in the... I mean, from the comic, certainly, when I'm reading it, and to me, it's not so much the zombies. The mm -hmm. zombies, are, that's just the premise, just the skews. Yeah. The scary ones are the ones that are alive. Yeah. The horrible, some of the horrible people. 
Yeah. Those yeah. are the ones that you are scared. Those are the ones that mm-hmm. makes you feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That you go, why the hell would you do that? Mm-hmm. 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 Because when in you... this world with there's only a few of you alive yeah. that you could try to work and survive together. And instead of that, it's because it's a lot of people have taken that. And there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of animal survival instill the, the strongest and there's a lot of that in it mm-hmm. it's that thing of um, hey there's no you know there's no hierarchy there's no mm-hmm. there's no great power anymore they are the great power so they're the, the most powerful yeah. and so they must you know great as they say great power corrupts mm-hmm. greatly like, yeah greatly yeah <laughs> and it's uh, it kind of shows through in a lot of those stories. Yeah, that, that, that's why I find people... quite fascinating in the, in the comics. And then they've translated that in the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, certainly in the comics, because that's the thing, The Walking Dead, the, the first thing you think, oh, that would be the zombies, the, well, the Walking Dead actually are them, are the characters. That yeah. Yeah. But they are dead. That's yeah. how long they're going to be able to walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of idea. Yeah, that's sort of, that's certainly the way I see it. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's what... Yeah, I, I like that. See, well, it's more of a study of the personalities and mm. how how they are surviving and how they socialize in a society that is completely broken and destroyed. How they survive together, how they're trying, that they, they always get knocked down, lots of them get killed, then they get together again, but so far they... It's, yeah, mm. I'm interested in that. That part of it, the human part. That's a good. That's a good study of it, though. It's not something I've ever thought about with it at all. Mm. Um, but then that's just maybe my approach towards. Well, well, I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying that's that's what Robert Kirkman no, said no, in place, but that's, that's, that's the way I see it's it. Good perspective. I say what I always feel more interested to. Mm-hmm. To me, the the zombies is just well, it's the excuse really yeah. to to put it there, but they are not scary. I mean. Like in the TV program, when I watch the TV program, I fast forward the zombies because at the end of the day, they just go slow and yeah. And then as soon as people speak, then you start to you stop and you watch and you enjoy it, how the people relation. And with the comics, it's kind of that, that thing. I'm interested in in how they they survive, but how they try to create relationships in an impossible world. Yeah. Where there's no hope that it would lead you to suicide, basically. Yeah. But despite that, you some of them keep going and push you to keep going. Human nature. Yeah. yeah. You've sold me on it. Well, I would say I sold <laughs> it, but... I cannot it's, wait it's, to read that number. No, I know you are. No, I know, know you are. No. But that's, you know, that's... No, it I, makes I me. think you're right. And, I've, and I've, I have heard people say it's like almost like a soap opera in the zombie world. You're following the characters. Yeah. Zombies are the backdrop. Yeah, yeah, the zombies are just... Because I guess zombies aren't that interesting, you know. It's just the skews. I mean, there's nothing else. Really? To, to me, from my point of view. In that particular... The, the, I read some of The Walking Dead, but and there was some really awful stuff going on amongst the people, as you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. That's I, scary I remember one. there was, like, there was uh, some woman locked up in a shed or something, and the guy went in, and you didn't really see it, but you heard all the effects, and, and it was awful. It was, oh, my God, you know... And then what I remember was she got free and then she went to work on him. 
and she just went so far. I mean, it was just like, oh my god! I mean, I'm plucking out his eyeballs yeah. and, oh. and sawing off bits and on. And I remember oh. thinking, oh my goodness! And then, but you do sort of think at a certain point, you know, why am I reading this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know it, it was well done. In a, in a way, it reminded me of you know Clockwork Orange's movie. Yes, and, yeah. and, and yeah, no, they're so horrible. You know, the, the drugs and all that. But the characters are so awful. But then, then of course they're they're working on him to turn him around, mm-hmm. and what they're doing to him, you start feeling sorry for him, and you're yeah. like, how can I feel sorry for him? He was so awful, yeah. and that's clever. You know, What's it kind of reminded me of that. Where is it mm-hmm. the, the quote? Is it Draxel to violence and Beethoven? They're always drinking that milk, aren't they? Yeah, Malocco. Uh, yeah, they're always. Oh, that's the that's the that's the club, isn't it? Yes, because yeah, I believe Malocco is is that milk in Russian. Ah, is it? I don't know. That's quite a film. I might be wrong on that. But mm. Mm. Anyway, I think. Anyway, being the adventures of a young man whose principal interests are rape, ultraviolence, and Beethoven. And rape. I thought it was drugs. Yeah, yeah, rape, rape ultraviolence, and Beethoven. There yeah. you are. Yeah. So what do we have on the news, Pat? Yeah, news, news, news. So, Wayne Shatner plays Two Face. Yeah, that's the news. Yeah. Batman cartoon. Well, that, that's that? interesting. Where did you read that? The usual places. You know, Facebook, Facebook or something. Yeah. <laughs> something. You know, when you get the news on Facebook, and it's like you know. Kim Kardashian lost her purse or something like that. <laughs> and you know, it'll, and it'll be like <laughs> new trailer out, you know, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I thought it was probably on there, William Sharp. Okay. That's alright, why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Warren Ellis to head up Wildstorm Comeback. Apparently. Okay. Good. Is this Wildstorm within the DC universe? Mm-hmm. Which titles are we talking about with Wildstorm? Can can you remember? All I know is the first. The they're saying the first issue was to be the Wildstorm, but that's oh. it. Okay. So are we thinking that the Authority and Planetary mm-hmm. are coming oh. back? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming here and that. I'm assuming so. This was a lot of the talk that was coming out of it. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. About that. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I especially yeah. like Planetary. And it's not so much superheroes that is more of science fiction, mm-hmm. time traveling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of adventure as well. I really like that. I really um, like Planetary. Not so big on the authority, but the authority it was good fun. Again, as well called popcorn comic, yeah, entertainment. Whoa yeah, mm. that's fine, but now to sell me that again is gonna be difficult. Whereas Planetary, I'm quite happy to sit down and read a new one. Now, but, yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the trick with the authority has been done, dusted. Yeah, right. Seen it. Seen it, got a t-shirt, got a collection, etc. Yeah. That's fine. So yeah, if they're going to introduce authority and planetary, well, authority... So before... No to Kim, but planetary, yeah, we'll be interested. Yeah. As long as it's Ellie's writing. And it was Cassidy in the art, well, I'm sold. No, no Cassidy. Oh. Yeah, I saw that there was no Cassidy within the pencils at all. Well, we'll see with that. Yeah. But yeah, and the, the writer I, I do like, Ellis. I think he does science like fiction really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 there's a novel of his that I really like, Crooked Little Vein. That's, that's really nice. Good. 
science fiction novel. Um, aliens Dead Orbit to come from Dark Horse. New Aliens. Sort of spin-off comic book, but it's uh, in the same vein as the... Um, there was a new Aliens... A new Alien uh, game that came out for like a PlayStation and that was Alien Isolation. Right, and okay. It was, it was basically just like the first film and it kept with that feel as well. An atmosphere, okay. Yeah. It was very, very popular. So yeah, that, that horse is really um, going into that now with Aliens and mm-hmm. Predator and all that kind of part of it. I think it's because they lost the Star Wars so they need to mm-hmm. have someone to fill that gap. I think it's also because these titles are coming back up as films as well. There's another Predator film coming out, there's another Alien film in the works kind of thing, you know, so... So obviously they are building up. Yeah. The um, tie-in that we were mentioning earlier yeah, on, there you are. Yeah. Actually, it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. But Dark Horse are good, good for that. Yes. They, they do, do, do a lot of tie-ins. Well, they've done it as well with video games as well. And they were one of the ones that I was kind of referencing as well when I said that they do it so many years later because it's usually them that have likes of the Serenities or the Buffies and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, there's not been tie-ins at the at the time, but they were when they were doing them, you know, so, yeah, Dark Horse are pretty good for that. Um, Batman 66 and Wonder Woman 77 to team up in a comic. There is two covers that I was going to show. Okay. Like already. Oh, yeah, nice. oh. Sweet. Which is really cool. Oh, it's just on the plane. And there's a plane. Oh, yeah. There's a plane, yeah. Excellent. There's Robin sitting in the wee back there. Isn't he chopper? The bad copter. It's all red there. Yeah. Uh, the other one, the Alex Ross one, oh, right. I actually really, really like. Mm-hmm. Bad shield. The bad shield. Bad shield. Amazing. She's deflecting. But just. That's really so cool. So good. Actually good. Yeah. That's. Well, like. That's pretty good. Yeah. But I just don't know who's... I don't know. I, I never read enough to see who was doing... Mm, the hours. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they've, if they've even got that information. Um, and will Batman be in 1977? Will he be 10 years older than he was? Mm. Oh. That's 11 years old. What's going on? Well, like, they um, could just ignore that altogether. Or they may just do it in the middle. Mm. You know, I suppose Wonder Woman could be in the sixties and just look the same, isn't she? Thousands of years old anyway. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Oh, they they would be best just not to tackle it. Feature are from David Han and Carl Kessel. 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 And cover art by Mike Allred. Carcass is a bit. I mean, he's doing. He's been doing ink. And other works in in comics for many years. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we need Christopher Reeve as well. I like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Now I thought there was. I'm in it as well. I thought there was There's a lot of like there's a lot of fan things going about with that. The people have done the Trinity. Yeah. yeah the, the problem the problem when you're doing a comic, then you go into the likelihood and yeah, and then. Then you go into Christopher Lee, unfortunately dead, so then how tasteful is or no. Yeah, true. It's <sighs> delicate. Oh, but yeah, I just said there's fans who have done it and they've done it in a tasteful manner, mm-hmm. and it is, but 
you enter a area that yeah. is a little bit tricky to yeah. say the least. Well, just, if there's money in it, though, DC will do it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, taste has got nothing to do with it, has yeah, it? Really? Well, there's I mean, money and Christopher, yeah. Is well, it worth it? Yeah. Well, you know, but they make money. Yeah, do it. Yeah. From a fine point of view, you know, well, never mind. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith says that his Batman series run will finish like Swamp Thing Goes to Hell. Okay. He was doing those... Uh, Batman Cacophony and Batman the yes. Lightning Gyre. Yeah. He had one more to finish off, mm-hmm. which was meant to be Batman Bellicosity. Uh-huh. Uh, but he now wants to incorporate Swamp Thing and wants to do a kind of Swamp Thing Goes to Hell type thing to finish it all off. Because that's all, technically, that's the older continuity for them. That's pre all the 52s and all that kind of jazz. And they've kind of just started bringing that back in now so he can do kind of whatever he wants with that right. run. And they've just kind of given him free reign by looks of things. Nice rebirth. Yeah, nice now it's rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you looking forward to that? So you can do uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I read um, uh, Cacophony and Winding Jar. Quite enjoyed it. Good. As good as a sort of standalone Batman thing. Yeah. It's decent. And Kevin Smith, so I'm behind it. I don't know how the hell he's going to do a small thing goes to hell tying thing, but... Good luck with that. Because he does take things very literally as well, so that could be... What does it mean? Is it going to be happening at the same time as the original... No idea. I don't know if he's doing that he's or going to be, he wants to be standing behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, he'll, he might have like a back tracker on, uh, on the demon and he'll be sitting going, like, come on. You never know. But... I'm interested, well, but that's good it's going to be we'll see. very tricky, yeah. And it has been a very long time since he released hmm. Winding Jar. A Batman animated series pop vinyls to come out. Okay. They look really nice. The only reason I brought them up is I think they look... You want them for Christmas? Oh yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. But I think they look, right. I think they look pretty good. As far as those wee sort of pop vinyls go, mm-hmm. it's very traditional. Very nice. Right. Poison Ivy as well. Okay. Ninjak. Ninjak, yes. Yeah, so we're saying that we're finally doing a TV. Yes, TV series. TV series. There's two things that came out. One was they are doing a like an online web series okay. called Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Okay. Uh, and there was like a full trailer that was put out about that. I kind of watched a couple of minutes of it and it wasn't that kind of thing, but it was alright. And the okay. other one was a first look at Ninjak, which will be in the actual TV show. Uh, Let's have a look. There you go. Is that what you look like? That was the first look. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's apparently the guy who played Deadshot. I was going to say, that's the guy who played Deadshot in yeah. Arrow. In Arrow? Yeah. That's him. I can so even. That's... Recognize his eyes, yeah. yeah. But he, he looks look. quite good, yeah. I think it looks quite quite decent. I mean, I only saw a wee bit from that one that you showed us, but I never I haven't had the chance to read more into it yet. But a lot of it is going to be how they're going to do his alter ego, okay? Uh, that kind of imagine a 
a super spy mercenary who is being very successful, but all the money he has, and he lives in a mansion, sort of like Bruce Wayne. All right. How are they going to reflect that? How are they going to do it? Mm. And there's a lot of the comics is, is what he thinks and as he's going along. So it's not something that is a dialogue. It's mm. his thoughts as well. Yeah. How can they kind of reflect that? Especially yeah. with the modern ninja. There's, I mean, the first volume isn't like that. Certainly there's a lot of bits. He, you see an action, you know, but mm. also he's thinking about all the things going on. And so... Yeah, it could be interesting. I, I would be curious to... They are going... They say that they're going for, like, Netflix-style quality as well. They don't want it to be yeah. low-rate. They really want to go out there for it. Well, to be honest, from the superheroes comics that are coming out nowadays, from Marvel and this, etc., probably Valiant is doing the most interesting thing with mm. superheroes. And they are good quality comics. Yeah. Because um, there is that, there's... Um, Bloodshot as well. There's another character. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Um, so there are good writers, good artists. They're doing a good quality comic, which I think in the last few years has done a lot better mm. than all the stuff that Marvel has brought and DC has brought. Marvel and DC, did, you probably say you can think of a couple of things they brought in the last few years that are interesting. Yeah. They are good. Like, I don't know, Hawkeye from Marvel, just to say one of them. Yeah, yeah good quality series. Excellent, but because the artists have been left on their own to do their own thing. Again, we were talking about at the beginning of the of the meeting of yeah. the freedom to do just just, just do your thing and, and and so they have become, you know, very successful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, last Hugh Jackman Wolverine film will be called Logan. Logan. No Wolverine involved in the title at all. It's not Wolverine star Logan. And it's not old man Logan. It's Logan. It's Logan. Okay. And they've also cast X-23 as well. Okay. Uh, So there was two posters that were put out, I think, if I remember rightly. One was, it was just his old hand that's kind of all cut up and it's got the blades coming down with a small hand holding on to it. And the other one was just a small, like, it looks like a, a small young, hand, young hand with the two, yeah, the two blades. Yep. His hand looks very old in the poster. Very old. Well, he ha- he has appeared in photographs online, and mm. he appeared really, really old. And some yeah. people will say, "Oh, we're concerned about Hugh Jackman," and I think a lot of it is actually it's just the makeup, makeup obviously, yeah. just to look that old. Yeah. So uh, he's okay. he's still very young looking himself. Yeah. So. Although he's been he had a few cancer scares, skin mm-hmm. cancer. Oh, did he? And he's had two or three in his nose. Does it set way in the future then? If he's like old, I don't, or, I don't know. No, I d- I've not been. Detail. See, I've not been looking into it as much. This is just the no. bits that I've picked up yeah. that have come along. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it'll be in the future. See, that's a whole other sort of problem then. Maybe. Dependent, unless he's just sitting in a hut somewhere in the forest or something. Wow, well, <laughs> you know, hundreds of years in the future. I'm interested <clears> to see what they do purely because on the storyline from the Old Man Logan comic involves a lot of the Marvel characters that aren't within Fox's license at all. Yeah. I think 90% of the characters that are in that, Marvel, have, uh, Fox have no way of getting them at they all. They can't put them in it. Yeah, yeah, they can't put them in it. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see what kind of story they come out with. Right. I'm more interested in the fact that the two Wolverine films that have come beforehand I think have been a lot of kick. So 
I could have liked the one when he was in Japan. Yeah, it was alright. Maybe I just liked his girlfriend, actually. Maybe, maybe. I remember at the end he was like they were in love now, and then he said, "I've got to go now. I've got to get on this plane." And she went, "No, you, you why?" And he was like, "Well, that's my place where I am." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was in the story there was no good reason why he wasn't staying with her now because yeah. they were totally in love, and, and they just went, "Nah." No, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> Here you go. I was quite, I was quite good. There was a. a extra scene that they released uh, from that that was cut it was from the very end of the film uh-huh. and uh, he was sitting on a plane and she comes onto the plane and hands him a briefcase uh-huh. and he opens up the briefcase and inside the briefcase is his brown and yellow costume oh, right, yeah. and I thought that would be fantastic if they actually hmm. showed it but no the problem is he would have had to wear it in the next film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they couldn't have that. I think that was, was great. So he could, did he open it and go, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's not Halloween. I think he yeah. threw it in the corner. I kid you not, I think he actually makes some right. comment as if to say, is this a Halloween costume yeah. or something? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm glad we cut that. It <laughs> looks good though. It, it, it did look good and it looked very much like his costume. Very, yeah. very traditional. So. Yeah. Uh, I always liked the two-tone brown thing you wore, more than yeah. yellow and blue. Yeah, it was like an ochre and a brown that they had in the film. Right. But, uh, yeah. No, but yeah, I know what you mean, the two-tone brown one. I don't know, I like... The original yellow, yellow and blue, it's, it's kind of, You know, it's true to his naftastic roots, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but the brown one was my first one. Yeah, that was the one in the 80s, yeah. most of the time you had yeah. that on. The first comic I read about X-Men, right. he appeared with the brown uniform. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. Dave Cochran doing it. Uh, the other one oh. was New Wind in the Willows comic coming from the creator of Mouseguard. I don't oh, know what Mouseguard okay. is. I know yeah. Mouseguard. Mm-hmm. But it looks, and the, the RDN, yeah, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of Wind and Willows, so that's yeah. you know that's what took me. Yeah. Never read Mouseguard though. What's what is Mouseguard? Well, it's a comic. It's a fantasy a, thing. In, it's in, a fantasy. It's a mouse. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Sword. In my, well, I haven't read it. I know. I know what it is, and I've seen it. It's and like, to me, it looks or... like kind of Lord of the Rings, but with mice. Sort oh, of okay. thing, to give you an idea. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the art, but the art is beautiful. Yeah, it's nicely done. That's I the mean, feeling, give you. I think it's it's got up with the comics ghetto. You see yeah. it, you see it in bookshops and libraries, and people read it and stuff like that. So <laughs> fantasy, yeah, not so fantasy, sword mm-hmm. fantasy, yeah. uh, with animals. There's been some crossover with with, with kids out there. I feel yeah. like I need to address something though. Yeah. It's animals that dress like humans. That usually creeps me out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So but you're happy with watching this. Wind in the Willows. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because no. they're more animal-like and they're not like mm-hmm. humans, or it's because of the. So you're perfectly happy that a British frog animals. is wearing a jacket and a belt. And he goes, "Woohoo!" <laughs> they're not. They're not really a human body with an animal head. Yeah, it's, you know they're not as muscly as yeah. anything. They're, you know, you, you can't see a big rocking hard cock in his pants, and mm-hmm. he's sitting going, "Yeah, I'm gonna kick this person's ass." You know, but he's just, you know, it's an old he's badger, right. it's an old daughter, it's, you know, a winding yeah. toad in a mole mm-hmm. that needs specs. Badger you know. was always a bit gruff, was he? 
Yeah. But I liked I liked the news. Very good. That's it. Good. But that's uh, that's the news. That's the news. Been reading anything this month? I don't have a recommendation, but I felt I couldn't let 2000 AD issue 2000 go oh, by. Oh wow! Yeah. Without a brand new translate. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so here it is. And I brought back a lot of the old. Yeah, there was a lot of artists and all that. For that special. To come in and do a page here and there. Right. Yeah, yeah, we've got Brian Bond, Kevin O'Neill, John Wagner, Matt Miller. They're all there. Yeah. So, it's quite a chunky issue. Yeah. And you know, it's... Uh, I bought it in a... It was no... I bought it in a newsagent's <gasps> in Looking High Street. Yeah, it was hard to find, wasn't it? Well, I just bought it there. Yeah. Across, across my work. Just I across the Yeah. Bam, bought it. <coughs> um, so there we are, have a look through that. Fantastic. There was two covers and actually I bought the George Stroud cover but the other one was nice as well, Thargan Space. Yeah, and I think that one, that one you will have to order that. I think that was only available in comic book shops. Ah, yeah. Because that one is the News Agents cover. That's what I'm aware. Beautiful. So you know, if nothing else, it's very notable for a comic to Reach that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yes, yes. Um, oh, yes. So, I've not finished reading that, I've just been going through it bit by bit. That's a good poster on the inside. Yeah, that's a good poster. Nice yes. one. Nikolai Dante's. Inks and Pixels. Comics in Dundee. Yeah, that's a, that's a new exhibition that's starting. Well, at the time of recording, it's starting next Monday the 17th. <laughs> At the time of recording, that sounds so odd. Well, you know, it's probably finished by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> so you're travelling to Dundee, don't bother. I wanted to tell you, I, didn't, I wanted to tell you about it to come and see it because it's gonna, it's looking pretty good. They've got a lot of, well, comics in Dundee. They've got like DC Thompson and artwork and that, mm. and then they've got all the self-publishing guys, and then they've got all the kids that go to the the Dundee Comics Creative Space. They do their own comics, right. so they've gone up as well. So, uh, what's the look? There we are. Sir. Oh yeah, thank, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Did you find it? Right from Trash. cover to cover, and it was absolutely fantastic. Good Trash. Work, Did you read that one? Yeah, no, I haven't. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I'll I'll probably ask, but not just now because I'm quite busy. I think I would go in there and see say he is now one of my favourites. Oh yeah. He is unbelievably good. Yeah. Such a good storyteller. I've been reading some mm -hmm. of his online stuff. Is it the city or something? Yeah, the city, yeah. Yeah. So so good. Uh, aside from that, the only other thing I was reading, obviously, was we spoke about it earlier. Yeah. Charles Burns. Yeah. Uh, X out, Z out, whatever you want to say. Crossed out. Crossed out. Uh, crossed out. X out. X Z. Z Z out. Yeah. Uh, the Hive, that one. Skull. But yeah, read all them. Uh, that one is that whole match up, is it? Red... Uh, what else? It's a red. red Velvet. Oh! How do you find Velvet? I can't stop reading it. I'm on issue... Four? Yes. I think, yeah. I think issue four. How you um, find that? Oh, so good. So, so good. I've got to the point she... Is it four or three? The point where um, she's broke the woman out of prison. 
Uh-huh. And she just went into his room and just sort of said to her, you know, ask me all the questions. So, yeah, I'm at that point now, so I'm just waiting to get on to the next one. Oh, it is. It's so, so good. That's that one of the series I've been enjoying all of this. The, the, the issues I've been buying the, the synchronizations, they're coming out. They've taken somewhere, they've taken two or three months to come out. Mm. But it's been worth it. The art is amazing. And the stories are so entertaining. So yeah. And it's all... I mean, it might not be your thing because it's a spy. It's a spy story. Mm-hmm. Kind of from the 60s mm-hmm. sort of era. And yeah. it's, it's, that's the where it's done mm-hmm. and where it's told the story. But it's so good. Yeah. Because the main you character... And, yeah. the main, and the main character is not a guy. No. It's a woman. It's a woman. Mm. Wow. That sounds good. Mm. So, Selling it well with that. Which, it's a proper woman. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and there's bits and there's bits that will be sexy as well. So yeah, velvet, velvet, velvet. velvet. Mm. Very good, very very yeah. good. Uh, the only other thing I was going to ask you guys if you had looked into the literary festival. Absolutely, no, I, I haven't. That little booklet has got a lovely wee spread on it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? The Ian Kennedy down there. Yeah, no, it was shrunk it. down and printed, and, and it's worth picking up that book just for those two pages and keeping it. Where was it? Yeah, it's near the end. There is. Yeah. Ian Kenny, he's doing like a, a workshop. <laughs> well, yeah, that's for that. That is worth it. It's brilliant. I read some somewhere down there was coming back. Yeah, so that new comic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who's doing it there. No. Oh, look at that. But what was like down there? But yeah. That was the other thing. If you want to have a look, man, do take that away because I've flicked through it about forty different times, and I could yeah. just pick another one up from mm-hmm. Waterstones at any point. That's going to be good though, because I believe he's actually going to be, you know, he paints it all on acrylics, and I believe he's going to like do a sketch, and then he's going to start painting him really? just to show people where what he does. Can't wait to see that. His artwork's amazing. Mm-hmm. When's that? The nineteenth to the. I think yeah. It's like next Thursday or something, that one. 19th day. At the time of recording. <laughs> there you go. Very good. There you go. Well, guys, I'm going to have to shoot. Sorry. That's fine. No, no, no bother. So, thanks again. get in touch for more links to the podcast links to buy our comics and more then go to our link tree at thatcomicsmell.com and please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe thank you for listening the music you can hear is by Richter FM and it's the title track from the EP Hibiscus you can check out Richter FM and this EP on Bandcamp YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music.